Thank you, Brother Terry. If you brought your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of 2 Timothy. We've been going through the book of 1 Timothy on Wednesday night, but tonight, uh, this morning I want to share with you uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want to share verses 1 through 5. We'll look at some other selected scripture in just a few minutes. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Paul speaking to Timothy, he says in verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses... The same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. If a man also strive for masteries, yet... Is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully? When we look at this text in 2 Timothy chapter 2, we find an emphasis is on a certain kind of man. In this case, he's speaking to Timothy. Timothy is a young man, but it's not necessarily about a young man. In our case today, a young person. All of us are included in this text. But he is uh, speaking of a certain kind of a person. He's speaking about a faithful person, a faithful Christian. Now, Paul uses an illustration of a soldier. The point is that God has called us as Christians. He's called us to be faithful soldiers. Now, he's called us to be faithful not just once a month or once a week, or during Christmas, or or during Easter. But he's called us to serve him faithfully, day after day after day after day after day, until he calls us forth from this earth. However, many people today approach the Christian life as a type of social event. Uh, They go if they want to go to attend church, or... They just look at it more of being in a social club or a social organization, and they kindly enter the Christian life kindly in a uh, lackadaisical fashion or a nonchalant way. But the Bible describes the Christian life as a call to be a faithful soldier in the Lord's army. We're in His army. We're soldiers for the Lord. And so he has called us to go into the front lines and to do spiritual warfare, to do battle. Now, 2 Timothy is Paul's final recorded letter, and he's writing to his beloved son. Not his natural birth son, but his son in the faith. And Paul is in prison while he's writing this letter, and he's, he's waiting for his execution, not his persecution, but he's waiting to be executed by Nero. And with that in mind, Paul 
knows that Timothy and Titus would be the ones to lead the church after Paul has given his life for the cause. And so he's challenging them to be strong and to be faithful soldiers because they'd have to stand without him pretty soon. It's kind of like a parent giving instructions to their child right before they go off to college. Now you need to do this and you need to make sure you do this and you know the way that I taught you. Or kind of like a person, a parent, uh, as they have a child that's, that's going to be married. And all of a sudden you begin to remind them of the things that you taught them that were very important. And so it's kind of that way. So Paul is given a challenge to young Timothy, who happens to be about 16, 17, 18 years old, to be a faithful disciple despite all the difficulties that he would face. Now when you read the Bible, you'll find the word remember is used 148 times. Now... I've, I've, and over the years that I've pastored this church, I've preached very few sermons the second time. When you're at a church for a long period of time, you have to stay fresh because a lot of you take notes. And you remind me. Sometimes you'll say, you preached that before. I preached from the text before, but it's a different sermon. But there have been times where I've preached the sermon twice, especially if it's during a revival service. But you see, it's not about learning new stuff when you come to church. It's about being faithful to what you already know. And Paul is saying, Timothy, I want you to remember. Remember the things that I've asked you to do and things that you've been taught. Now with all of that in mind, as I was reading this and I was thinking after talking to different preachers and how's things going at church, well, you know, we're in the summer slump. We're in the summer slump. We got decorations and we have this. We're just in the summer slump. After hearing the summer slump, I got to thinking about this passage of Scripture. And I believe the Lord wants us to remember even in the summer slump, things that are right. Things that are right. We must remember the things that we've been taught from the Word of God. Even when it comes to attendance, or the Scripture, or our daily devotions, or our giving, or the friendships that we have, the places that we go, we must go into the summer, the next two months, three months, with this kind of mindset, regardless of what time of the year it is, I'm going to be a faithful Christian. Now, I know that the normal mindset, uh, really that's not the normal mindset when we go into the summer months. Uh, it's good to have some time off. It's good to have a vacation. I plan to take some time off in, in August, hopefully, if, if that comes about. But regardless when you may take a vacation or where you may go, what you might do, please keep Christ in the middle of it. Remember being a faithful Christian. So with that in mind, how can we be a faithful soldier that God wants us to be even in the summer months? Jot down three things you might want to take note. 
First of all, you have the trust of the faithful Christian. The trust of a faithful Christian. Look, if you will, 2 Timothy 2, verse 1. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So whom or what do we put our trust? He says it again, notice, verse 1. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace. Be strong. The word be strong is is in the passive uh, imperative tense, which simply means it means to be strengthened, it means to receive strength from another source. To be strengthened or to receive strength from another source. And so the strength of a faithful Christian is in the grace that is in the Lord Jesus. Now, all of us probably are aware that there's times that our flesh fail us. We're tired. I get tired. Uh, We get sick. The flesh fails. Above all, we're tempted. The flesh fails. And so Paul is reminding Timothy that your flesh will fail you, and to have victory as a good soldier, you must find your strength in the Lord. Verse 1 Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So in essence, he's saying, Timothy, my departure is at hand. Your strength is going to come from the Lord. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, you're familiar with this. Paul, again speaking, and he's going through a very difficult time in his life. 2 Timothy chapter 12, look at verse 9 and 10. He's going through this tough time in his life. He has this thorn in the flesh, and he's asked the Lord to deliver him and to help him with this problem, this health problem. Some believe it was his eyes, and others have different thoughts about that. But he he had asked the Lord three times to deliver him, and and God chose not to. In verse 9, Jesus said to him, in verse 9, 2 Corinthians 12, He said unto me, Paul said, He said unto me, Jesus said this unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Do you believe that? I mean, I say I believe it. Now this is when this gets very convicting for me. When I'm going through a difficult time in my life, I remember this verse and I can quote it prior to that time and say, well, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. But then when the time comes, and so when we think about that verse, we believe it in the abstract, but not so much in the concrete. In other words, we believe it in the general sense, but in the moment we have problems believing that at times. You see, God is not attracted to your strength. He's attracted to your weakness. God's not attracted to those who think they don't need Him. He's looking for people who are willing to say, I need you, Lord. You know, I ask people about singing in the choir, well, I can't do that. Well, ask the Lord to help you do it. Would you be able to teach a class? Well, I don't know if I can do that. Ask the Lord to help you do it. 
Don't depend on the strength that you have. Depend upon the strength that God has for you. Jesus said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, Jesus said, Paul, I'm not going to heal you, but I'm going to give you the strength to carry on what I want you to do. It's going to be my strength. And Paul said in verse 9, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. He says, listen, if it's a choice between no power from God and feeling good, or if it's not feeling good but having God's power, I'm going to glory in my infirmities where I can have the power and the strength of God in my life. The point is that each of us will come to a time, you may be there this morning, You're going to come to a time, we're going to come to a time or to times in our lives where if we don't have the grace of God in our life, we're not going to make it. D.L. Moody said this. He said, a man can no more take in a supply of grace for the future than he can eat a food supply for the next six weeks. So we draw on God's boundless store of grace from day to day as we need it. But, but we want it now. And we want all that we're going to need for life now. We want all of God's grace now. It's kind of like we live in this instant world where we have everything in an instant. We have the microwave ovens and everything's done real quick and in an instant. I, I'll have a curry coffee maker at home. I have a curry coffee maker at the church. That's quick. It's 192 degrees. I like it hot. We have them almost in every adult classroom. Sunday mornings, I'm thinking the power dims and fill camel when we crank up all these coffee pots. But <laughs> we like it fast and quick. But the point is that we receive the Holy Spirit when we're saved. But the grace of God is to be sought on on a day-to-day basis, we are to grow in the knowledge and the grace of God day by day. So a faithful Christian will trust on the grace of God. So this summer, your flesh is going to fail you. You can count on it. It's going to be 107 degrees. It's going to be 90-something this week. Heat index is going to be 100, so I read this morning... We're going to get tired. Our kids are going to be fussy. Our spouse is going to be fussy. We're going to be in the garden all day. We're going to be hauling hay. We're going to be cutting grass. And when Wednesday night comes and Sunday morning comes or Sunday night comes, it's at that moment that you're going to need the grace of God to move you into the spiritual direction that you need to go because your flesh will fail you. Therefore, We want to rely on the grace of God through Jesus Christ. So to be a faithful Christian, I must first trust on the grace of God. Secondly, jot this down, trust on the Lord Jesus Christ. Look, if you will, in verse 1. Verse 1, back at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace 
that is in Christ Jesus. Now, the Bible tells us that Paul loved the churches that he planted. He loved those churches. But you see, there was someone that loved them more than Paul. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying, listen, Timothy, you need to trust him. You need to trust the Lord Jesus. Notice what he says. He says, be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Just uh, listen while I read that. Second Corinthians 3, verse 5 says this. Second Corinthians 3, verse 5. Let me find it. Here it is. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is on Christ. Our sufficiency is on Christ. There'll be a time when you you come to a place in your life and you say, I can't do this on my own. Have you said that before? I can't do this on my own. Then you follow up and say, my sufficiency is in Christ. It's where my strength comes. My sufficiency is on God. Now, perhaps this morning, some of you need... God's grace for your marriage. The flesh ain't working out. Some of you may need God's grace for your job. The flesh is just not working. Some of you may need God's grace in regards to to raising your children or, or your health or whatever it might be. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you remember, after you shall receive the Holy Ghost... You shall be my witnesses, both in Judea, Samaria, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, just jot this down. Verse uh, 16, I like this, when Paul said, For which cause we faint not, but though our inward man perish, yet the inward man is Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. You see, we're renewed day by day. Every one of us need that renewing time in our lives, day by day. So it's my prayer that when we come to church, even here today, and we open His Word in Bible fellowship, or we open it in the worship service, or we sing our songs, or sing praise hymns, or we pray that the grace of God is being renewed in us while we're at church, while we're at worship. We serve a God who can do anything, and He has all the grace that we need. And so the point is this. A Christian is not faithful. Or let me say it this way. A Christian... So a Christian is not faithful because he's determined with all of his strength to make it. I'm going to do this if if it absolutely kills me. That's fleshly, see. It's difficult to live the Christian life in the flesh. It's almost impossible. The Bible says, For it is God that worketh in you, both the will and the do of His good pleasure. It's God working in you. It's not about your strength, but it's about God's strength. Asking God for His strength. 
So don't get so wrapped up in the summer that you neglect your responsibility to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So first of all, the trust of a faithful Christian is in the grace of the Lord Jesus. The testimony, notice verse 2, back at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. The testimony of a faithful Christian. He says in verse 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That's the marching order for the Christian, is that we take what we learn of Christ and we share it with someone else in order that they can be saved and share it with someone else, in order that they can be saved and share it with someone else. But notice, in order to be faithful, we must hear. Verse 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me must hear the truth. Think just for a moment where you were when you got saved. If it was in a revival service, if it was at your home, pastor study, in your bedroom, wherever it was. Where were you when you got saved? Where, when and where did the Holy Spirit grip you to the point that in regards to you giving of your finances, in regards to tithing, where was that? Where God spoke to you the truth about our stewardship. Where were you when you surrendered to that call upon your life in regards to your tithe? Where were you the time that you went through a discipleship course that changed your life drastically? What was that course? The first time that you began to serve in a particular ministry or uh, in the church. You see, Paul's telling Timothy, I want you to remember those things that you've learned Pull them back. Begin to share. You see, God's wanting you and He's wanting me to take what we've heard and share it. He says, and the things that thou hast heard of me, He says, I want you to, what? Commit. That word commit means to hand off properly. It reminded me of a quarterback, maybe high school, college, you know, pro. That quarterback hands that ball off to the to maybe the fullback or running back or someone coming through, and he gives them to them, and he makes sure the handoff is complete. He makes sure that he tucks it in real good, and he gets a good grip on it, and the quarterback doesn't want to just toss it to him, but he wants to hand it to him. He wants to commit it to him. He doesn't want him to drop the ball. And Paul is saying we need to commit what we know and what we've learned. We need to commit. We need to hand it off properly where they won't fumble the Word of God. And that's why, the, that's why our children's ministry is so important. That's why our youth ministry is so important. That's why our college ministry is so important. Vacation Bible school, the puppets, the youth camps, the youth conferences, the youth retreats. We're passing off God's Word to the next generation where they can pass off God's Word. 2 Timothy 1, verse 13, just a chapter back, he says this. He says, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. We're able to hear the truth, and then we're able to herald the truth to faithful men. To faithful men. And then, 
If you remember uh, Philippians 4, let me share that with you. Philippians 4, verse 9. Uh, listen what God's Word says. Philippians 4, verse 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. The things you learned, you know, you've been instructed. The things you've seen, you've watched us do. And then we're to teach from the Bible. But then also we're to live from the Bible. And parents, this is real important. Children see when you get excited about church. Children see you carry your Bible to church. Children see you read your Bible at home and do your devotion time at home. And children see you and your spouse pray together. Children see you sit down and write out of checks. Children see that. And now he says, go out and do it. You've been taught it. You've heard it. You've been taught it. You've seen it. And now do it. Be faithful. Be faithful. So the trust of a faithful Christian is in the grace of God. The testimony of a faithful Christian is committing the truth. And then I'll close with this. The tenacity of the faithful Christian. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 3, and 4. Thou therefore end your hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, and he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. We need to persevere in battle. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12. Listen to what God's Word says, verse 2 and 3. Hebrews 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, or looking under Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the world, or who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised and shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, uh, uh, right hand of the throne of God. Now notice verse 3. For consider him that endured such contradiction, good word, of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind contradiction of sinners against yourselves. Jesus experienced contradiction of sinners. No one wanted to hear Him. You ever felt like no one wanted to hear you? As a Christian? No one wanted to hear Him. The whole world was against Him. It appears the whole world is coming against us now as Christians. And He says, but consider Christ. Remember what Christ, how they treated Christ, how they listened to Him, and that they refused to listen to Him. How they acted on Christ. Consider Christ, lest ye be weary and faint in your mind. Friend, listen, we can't quit in the battle. You know, there, are th- there, are, there is a thousand preachers resigning every month. Did you know that there's hundreds and hundreds turning in apostasy? turning from the faith, we can't quit. We have a battle. We have to persevere. That's why Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. How in the world can we live as Christians and, and, 
and be filled with pessimism. I'm an optimistic person. I don't even like to be around a pessimistic person. I mean, I know we have to have pessimistic persons. I mean, someone invented an airplane and someone invented a parachute. I mean, you gotta, you got to have both. But, but I like to be optimistic. Pessimism, I'd discourage you. That'll cause you to slow down. That'll cause you to want to quit. God's looking for the faithful. And we want to persevere. We want to be found faithful. I'm going to close with this. John Bunyan lived in Medford, England. He was a very, very wicked person while he was growing up. He was saved about the age of 30. He became a well-known Baptist preacher. In 1660, he was jailed for preaching without a license. Church of England would license the preachers. And uh, he did not have the license. And so they put him in jail. And they sentenced him for three years. Almost at the end of those three years, his sentence was extended to 12 years. His wife, while he was in jail, she cared for four children, and one of those children was blind. But while in jail, he began to seek the strength of the Lord and the grace of God. He began writing a book. The book was entitled, The Pilgrim's Progress. Translated into... Uh, you know, it was printed thousands and thousands of times, translated into a hundred different languages. It's the most published book next to the Bible in world history. And it all happened because a man had a choice. He could either grow in grace and be faithful, or he could quit. Now, you can quit wherever you are. You can quit in your marriage. You can quit your job. You can even quit your church. Or you can grow in grace. And you can be a faithful witness. I want to remind you. Trust the grace of God. Tell others what you've heard. And be tenacious in your walk with God. And going into the summer, these three months, if you have that mindset, If you'll have the mindset where you'll say, I'll honor Christ this summer. I'm going to be faithful. By the grace of God, I'll be stronger as a Christian at the end of the three months. And you will be if you're willing to grow in His grace. Let's have a prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank You for an opportunity for all that you do for us in our life. Thank you for reminding us that, we have a, that we're saved by faith, for by grace we're saved, by faith. And then, Father, after we receive that gracious salvation, you tell us to grow in your grace day by day. And so, Father, help us to remember that. And as these summer months come, Whatever we're doing, wherever we're going, uh, whomever we're with, help us to be, help us to have you right in the middle of all of it. Help us to commit ourselves to you today. Help us to commit ourselves, Lord, that we'll honor you and we'll be faithful. We'll trust your grace. 
we'll commit what we know to others. We'll be tenacious in our walk with you. And we know when these three months are over, the summer months where the flesh fails so much that we'll be a stronger Christian. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.